Oh, that sounded weird. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, at a combined weight of 853 pounds, pick a loaf and Dr. Zong. Welcome to Silver and Gold, Daddy. I'm the loaf, and with me, Dr. Zah. Welcome to Silver and Gold. I'm, I'm leaving the hiccup at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Um, we are doing... What are we doing this week? Uh, we're back for some movie reviews and Helter Skelter and shit. I was just watching some Freebirds stuff just last night. It was the Freebirds against Carrie uh, Von Erich. Mm-hmm. Chavo Guerrero, mm-hmm. and Iceman King Parsons. Yes. And it was a really dumb gimmick for the stipulation. They had two cages on the outside that were like penalty boxes in hockey. And if anybody ever broke the rule, they had to ro- broke the rules, they had to go stand uh, in the cage for two minutes. It was really stupid. People broke rules in wrestling. Not the Freebirds. And speaking of the Freebirds, oh glorious day. The Freebirds will be going to the WWE Hall of Fame, Daddy. I wonder, is Buddy Roberts still alive? He is not. He had the he, he had, had the, the hole in his the neck cancer, cancer thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he that. died a couple years ago. Yeah, so it's just going to be. Well, maybe Gordy's dead uh, too. So it's going to. I don't know who will induct them. Hayes, but Hayes Jimmy is still. Jimmy Garvin, maybe. Jimmy Garvin is going to be inducted as is part he? of the Freebirds. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> he's pretty on, crappy. He's on the picture, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know who. I wonder if uh, maybe Kevin Von Erich will induct them. Perhaps hmm. he's the last Von Erich alive, right? Unless yeah. I mean, last one that had anything to do with them. Um, this week on the show, we are. What are we reviewing this week? A movie oh. called Striker from 1983, post-apocalypse, and uh, The Intruder, a Roger Corman joint from 1962. Or 1963, if you're Norwegian, Daddy. Um, we'll get to those soon. Are they um, a year ahead of us? Yes, that's how far around the earth they are. <laughs> how are you, sir? I'm good. Feeling better? I am feeling better, finally. Yeah. Um, slept a lot, laid around a lot. Um, I'm back to, I'm up to snuff, I think. Um I went in uh, to the dentist today. I had to cancel a dentist appointment because it felt like shit. So they moved it. And so I had it today. No cavities. And every time I go to the dentist, I treat myself to something to eat afterwards because <laughs> all the restaurants and stuff are right there. And um, they put this uh, fluoride stuff on your teeth and yeah. it's sticky. And um, You're not supposed they, to eat for like two hours after you use it. Really? 
Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I must have just wasted some twenty five bucks then because <laughs> I I did that and then um my lips were even sticky. I went right over to Taco Bell and yeah. I got the um the Dorito tacos. And I I ate those, and they're hard to eat when you're driving because they start to crumble up. Oh no! It's, okay, if you're doing that, or you got to at Taco Bell, you got to get the tacos. Then you have to go park your car somewhere mm-hmm. and eat with the windows down. Well, I like to, I like to get home so I c- can be safe. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what my jam at Taco Bell has been lately <laughs> is. It's still Doritos, but I do. It's the it's the cheesy gordita crunch with a ta- with a Doritos taco shell inside. <laughs> that shit is mm. awesome. It What's is a, a, gr- gordita's like a pita gr- sort. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like a pita and then cheese and then a taco shell and then the taco guts. Oh well, that would hold. That would be better because it would hold in the crunchy goodness without all over. Yes. When I got home, I had to get my little uh, shop vac out in my garage and sweep out my car. <laughs> a big piece of lettuce fell off and it fell off like down on my uh, between my leg and the seat and when I reached down to get it, it went down in between the seat. Uh. So I got the uh, but it, luckily it went down to the floor under the seat and I could suck it up. With your mouth or the vacuum? The vacuum. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then um I um uh, had my first motorcycle ride for the t- for the for the season, which was good because I I uh, still remembered how to ride and I didn't like fall over or anything. That's always <laughs> a plus. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was been warm here. It got up to like eighty degrees today. It was like seventy seven here. Ugh. So the times they are changing. Everything yeah. is coming round. And we uh, we teased last time that depending on the outcome of a certain life event, we may or may not be recording. Soon. Okay. <laughs> um, the event has gone my way. Yes, he had his penis cut off. I had my penis cut off soon. I will be joining the uh, Wojcicki siblings, and uh, uh, yeah. we will make uh, glorious, glorious trans movies. What? It's, you you had him turn it into some big flapping lips. Yep, I'm sitting on a big donut cushion right now. It's a little yeah. tender, um, but the show will continue. And uh, I almost uh, wish that it wouldn't have went your way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, <laughs> that's not very nice to say. No, that's all right though. Um, so yeah, uh, what have you been watching lately? I, I don't. I honestly, I have nothing else besides that. Was my big announcement? That's what I've been up to. Is um, is completely mentally. It's a new job. If yeah. uh, if nobody had figured that out, and I have completely mentally checked out of my <laughs> of my current job. Oh. And I've got the yeah. I've got that. You get, you get that feeling when you're about to end something. You're like, you know what? What are they going to do? Fire me? So you just kind of like eh. he's like Ric Flair, fire me! I'm already fired. <laughs> okay, well anyway, that's, what have you been watching? I watched some uh, hockey. I read some comic books. Uh, watched some TV shows. But what I watched, dig it. Now the other day, I watched Above the Law with Shegal, and I think we reviewed that on the show. Did we do Am- that? I can't even remember. Henri Silva. Yeah, because that one had Silva in it. And um, so I watched that one again while I rode the gazelle. I watched a little documentary called The Look of Silence, which is sort of the uh, follow-up to 
God damn it. What the hell is that one fucking called? Oh, the act of killing or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this one is uh, pretty much just as disturbing. Really? And uh, it's in the same way where they uh, just have the people talking about what they did and, you know, kind of acting it out. Uh, It's uh, yeah, it was kind of, there's some stuff in it. That's just like, how can people be that way? And how can they, be um, uh, swayed to do things like that. But, you know, in this country, uh, some of the stuff that you see, it seems like maybe it wouldn't be as... Uh, Mike's chair squeak. Right. It would, it's hard to get people to do that as you think it would be. I watched uh, the first episode of Hap and Leonard, which stars James Perfroy, uh, Michael Kenneth Williams, and big red-headed titties of christina hendrix she has big knockers yeah yes and she's the uh ex-girlfriend that when she pulls up uh the one guy just looks at the other guy and goes oh god damn (laughs) (laughs) because she's the she's the one that will uh she's no good you know she's no good but she pretty much (laughs) by the coxus I watched uh, a uh, Don Coscarelli. Coscarelli. Uh, Let's don't talk about it. We're gonna. I want to review that on the show next week. Okay. Well, that's what I watched. Yeah, yep. I watched it too. We're but we're gonna we're, we're gonna be lazy and watch it next week and talk about it next week. Okay. Well, I won't even say what it is then. But Coscarelli, you don't have too much to choose from. Uh, <laughs> he's done not- like five movies, and uh, if you're on the group, you would have already figured it out by now. I watched a very, very good documentary, which is a big recommend, called The Black Panthers, The Vanguard of the Revolution from 2015. This is highly recommended by Lazam. Lazam. French for Lazam. Watched another documentary called JFK, The Smoking Gun from 2013. Uh, this one, um, they have a uh, – there was a guy who wrote a book about the assassination – and uh, then this Australian detective who was really good at closing uh, cases and doing all this stuff and working cold cases looked at that guy's book, his evidence and everything. And he came up with a conclusion that I thought was pretty fucking interesting and hmm. that I had never thought of, but it's pretty good. That's another one that I kind of recommend, especially if you're a JFK uh, person buff. I watched uh, El Ardor. From 2014, uh, starring uh, uh, Gail Garcia Bernal, Alice Braga, and Chico Diaz. Uh, written and directed by Pablo Fendrick. Um, this is like an Argentine, modern day Argentine uh, Western. Hmm. And it's not bad. It was pretty good. I like had- Bernal a lot. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I, I like him too very much. Uh, that Alice uh, Braga was also in the uh, Repo uh, Men uh, movie with um, was it Fortis Whitaker and Jude Law, and she was also in. Um, I never saw that Predators with uh, Adrian Brody. She I did re- see that. Uh, she was the chick with the sniper rifle. And to be honest with you, Daddy O, I think that's it. Nice. Didn't watch a ton. Um, I was busy 
I don't know what. I was sick. You were I, sick. I was yeah. sick last week. I slept just a lot. In yeah. Um, that was that had I was sick. I was out three days out of work last week, so we uh, we somehow contracted each other's viruses yeah, over the, over the airwaves. around because yeah. there was a bunch of people here that got sick too. Um, I went to the theater a couple times. What? Uh, I saw Deadpool. Okay. And um, I liked it. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to. Um, I I don't know. Sometimes I get a little burnt on the uh, the, the whole like comic book movie experience. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like there's so many. Um, no, I liked it. I thought it was really funny. Uh, I like Ryan Reynolds quite a bit. Yeah. And um, the the I never really I never found myself rolling my eyes. I'm not like super in love with it like everybody but i thought it was right. really, i thought it was a lot of See, fun i wasn't either but then again like i said i watched it in that smoky theater yeah i watched it in a not smoky theater so i don't know and uh did you say did you stick around till the end of the credits uh yes okay i like the- and when when i get a chance to watch it where there's not smoke <laughs> i want to see what colossus character looks like because when it's smoky like that it looks not that great. He didn't look that great either in on the on the in the high def version either. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, it's funny. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like the I I like the I watched the Dark Knight Returns Part One, uh, the animated retelling of the um, Frank Miller thing. And I'll tell you, uh, after I've read about Frank Miller's insane politics and stuff, yeah. I watch this now and it, it kind of gets you. Up, Yes, I get on my it, I I start to look. And see that outlook of life in general in his writing, and it's it's totally yeah, affected I what I think kind of, of a it. Twat, so. Yeah, um, twat. The whole like the government's ineffectual, and you have to like do it yourself kind of thing. And what, I know that's kind of the theme of Frank. Batman, but he's a Randian. Uh, um, but whatever, has. you know. To each his own. That's one thing that we we don't have here. At, Sylvan Gold, we don't judge people for their politics, their religion, race, creed, or sex. Feel the burn. So if you're a butt fucker, we're all for you. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Tea baggers. <laughs> um, feel the burn, tea baggers. Um, yeah, fuck. <laughs> uh, after uh, our. Um, God, why is this chair squeaking so? I'm just like, lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> after our, our uh, new. Uh, hero of the week, Leonardo DiCaprio won the Oscar for Best Actor in The Revenant. Um, I watched two Oscar-nominated Leonardo DiCaprio uh, roles that I had not seen. Uh, I watched Grape. what? Gilbert Grape. Have seen Gilbert Grape. I saw that when that first came out on video, and they were actually for some reason playing it at work in the break room the other day on the TV. That's dead, Gilbert. Um, and but I watched Blood Diamond. Uh, pretty solid movie there. He's really good in it. Um, I always thought this was going to be just like some kind of like, I don't know what. I thought it, I always assumed it was going to be some action-y romp for some reason. Um, the the posters kind of led me to believe that, I think. I don't remember watching any trailers. But no, it, it really wasn't. It had a heart. Um, I, liked, I liked his near complete, like, only caring about himself <laughs> turn. Um, it was good. It was I liked it a lot. And then I watched The Aviator, which was pretty outstanding. Uh, best movie I've seen in quite a while. Uh, 
I that one just slipped by me for whatever reason in the the early knots, the noughties. Mm-hmm. And um he's amazing in it. I liked Alec Baldwin. Um this is by that little known director uh uh what was his name? Martin something. Uh I think we might have done a movie Brashear? of his. Eh, maybe that. Martin Brodeur. Um <laughs> uh yeah. Really, really good. Highly recommended. Um, it's this. What, what's the guy's name? Howard Hughes. It's the story of. Yeah. Howard. Yeah. Howard. I get him and Howard Hawks names Howard confused, Hawks. which I think they actually work together, which makes it even more confusing. Yeah. Uh, another really great one I watched was <laughs> to to be slightly confusing. Two movies were released in 1989, mm-hmm. uh, set in Japan, called Black Rain. Um, I watched Black Rain, but the Japanese version, not starring Michael Douglas. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, this is about the aftermath, a few <sighs> years after, of Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. And two things uh, really stood out about this. Um, one being it's a nice uh, eye-opener if you're not super up on how not the immediate effect of Hiroshima, but how people treated one another after the fact when they believed, like, because nobody really knew, understood what radiation sickness was then. And this rain would fall on people, literally, like this 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 rain from the mushroom cloud would had rained on people, and they ended up getting cancer and stuff from this <sighs> rain. But people would be discriminated against if they had been near the explosion when it happened. So people that had gotten burned or whatever had trouble finding jobs oh, God. and all this stuff. So this, that's what this movie is kind of about is this family. It's a daughter. She loses her parents, but she lives with her aunt and uncle outside of Hiroshima. And it's kind of them dealing with, you know, everybody. It's a really small village um, and kind of dealing with, people looking at them in certain ways because they were in Hiroshima when the bomb went off. Um, the other thing that stands out about it, it's very like the cinematography and shooting style. If somebody had told me the movie was made in the fifties, I would have believed them because mm. it takes place in the fifties, but they do um, it's, it's black and white and they do a fantastic job dating the movie very well. It really looks and feels like uh, uh, of its time, even though it was made in 1989. So I recommend from that one. It's 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 hard to watch at times, but it's good. Um, I saw a thing. A guy went. Uh, I think he maybe wrote a book or something. I can't remember. And he said that uh, the the um, storyline that uh, or whatever that uh, you know we had to do that or the war would have continued in right. more America. He said that was that was totally not true, and uh, that even the military did not want to drop those bombs. Yeah. And that it was done basically sort of like an experiment to see what it would do, but also as a thing to say, hey, you know, don't fuck with us. And, you know, to the, like the Russians. There's um, there's a there was a term I read somewhere about the God, I wish I could remember, but they they actually show kind of some of it in the movie where these people were like the, the heat was so intense. They literally were like walking around, but their skin was hanging off. And this kind of shows a little bit of that. And I forgot the name that they used for it. There's a, there's a term. 
um, that they used to describe these people because they were not dead, but they weren't technically alive either. They just didn't know where they were, and they were like basically just like walking skeletons, but pretty pretty horrendous. Um, let's see, Striker and that one, and Intruder. Uh, just a couple more. I watched. Um, uh, Justin posted about it. Uh, Nintendo Quest. Um, I misread it. I thought it was going to be a, a, it's a. It's about a guy that's. I thought he was trying to play. Six hundred and seventy nine all six hundred and seventy nine North American released Nintendo games in thirty days, but he's actually trying to buy all six hundred and seventy nine released North American Nintendo games in thirty days. He sets that challenge for himself. So it's kind of interesting because the guy's kind of like uh, he's real. He has a lot of anxiety issues and all this <laughs> stuff. But he goes on these road trips to these game places, these game stores, and like he has to do it. He doesn't use eBay or anything. So his challenge to himself is: I want to buy every game ever made in North America or every ever released officially. And he has a certain budget he has to stay under. And so he's last like he's never really haggled with anybody before, so he does that, and it's kind of interesting. It's kind of cool seeing the old games and stuff, and some of the collections that people have that he comes across like insanity. Like, and there's games out there. The the one like the the Holy Grail called um, World Championship, Nintendo World Championship, or something like that, because it was released very very briefly, and then Nintendo bought it up and changed the name of it. So that original copy, there might be like less than ten that exist. And people pay like ten thousand dollars for it. Jesus Christ! Um, but he meets a guy that actually has two copies of that, and it's 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 kind of interesting. It was all right. It wasn't great. Um, and the last thing is the Boy and the Beast. This other movie I saw at the theater. Uh, this is a Japanese anime from either twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, but it's just out here now. Um, this one is kind of a, it has that father-son dynamic. It's this kind of, he's not quite orphaned. He runs away after, because his dad had moved away, his mom dies, and he's going to be like basically given his, um, he's real young. He's going to be his, I don't know, custody is given to kind of his family, but he runs away and kind of disappears. But he disappears by going, he, he goes down this alley and ends up in like this the world of these beasts and the beasts keep their world separate from humans and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he get, he falls in line with this one kind of grouchy uh, guy that looks like a bear that, um, uh, no, like, he he's supposed to be, like, in line to be the next lord, but he's such, because he's such a grouch, nobody wants to be his friend <laughs> or anything. So they kind of, like, he kind of, like, makes friends with him, even though the kid's kind of a grouch, too. Um, so I like that Is dynamic. Is their last name Lad? Yes, yes. Um, I like the dynamic. I like that story, but they skip over some of their relationship. The movie is still two hours long, and they focus a lot at the end on this like big like sword fight thing. Where I'm just like, okay, like it got it. It felt like it went on a little bit too much because of that. I I liked better the relationship story than I did the action stuff, and I feel like they you got grouchy. They le- I I was grouchy, and I will tell you what. I almost walked out of it because I was so fucking tired when I went to it. I don't know. I, I should have just gone home. But I went and sat down. And I was like, God, I feel like I'm going to fall asleep before the movie even started. And about 30 minutes in, I'm like, I'm not going to make it. And uh, But I was like, I'm already here. And it, it, got, it kept my interest enough. I didn't fall asleep. Um, so that probably played a part of it. Um, I'll tell you, it needed to be probably about 15 minutes shorter 
Um, but the it looked really nice. The animation style was pretty cool. Um, some nice looking uh, effects there at the end too. So it's all right though. Boy and the Beast. It was it was all right. And that's all I watched. I just watched a lot of uh, TV shows and shit and. I'm reading a lot of Valiant comic books, um, so I'm, a, I'm a, about a year and a half into the Valiant run. And I'll tell you, the for those that are into digital comics, mm-hmm. I like, I don't know if this is a controversial opinion or not, I like the Comixology app in the way that you can read it just page to page, mm-hmm. but they have this other mode when you kind of double click on a page, mm-hmm. it will almost like animate, not animate, but almost animate the way that you read. So when you, when you turn a page, basically it goes frame to frame. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even frames will be broken down. So you'll get like a word bubble and then you mm-hmm. swipe to turn and then the, it'll like pan out a little bit and you'll see the whole frame cool. it's kind of neat and it makes me I, re, I saw that as I was reading them in that instead of an, an entire page I was reading slower Yeah, I wasn't just powering through because sometimes I'll get through a comic it's like five minutes like god damn it did I just spend five bucks on a, <laughs> you know what I mean So, well I um, I use that comic zeal comic zeal yeah I, I'll power through them with that yeah, There, I there's t- so many times where I'll accidentally flip the page, not meaning to, and yeah, to go yeah. back, and it's irritating. <laughs> yep. So, fuck that shit, yeah. Give me a piece of paper, dude. I don't have room for paper. That's I problem. got paper! I, got, I, I need to, but let me put it this way, people. VHS tapes, DVDs, comic books, and wrestling magazines, and regular books, um... If I went to say like Goodwill or something tomorrow and took all that shit there, my house would s- immediately become bigger. <laughs> Someday when you die, somebody's yeah. going to be really annoyed at having to clean out all that shit. <laughs> yeah, they'll just nah. They'll probably they'll just take it like it, it's like all this stuff, and I'm like, oh man, my comics or my wrestling magazines or whatever. They'll take them all, they'll put them out in the backyard and throw gasoline on it, just make a big fire. <laughs> but they lot- fuck themselves. <laughs> I know. All those wrestling magazines I bought last summer, they're still in the exact same place as when I got I'm home. Thinking about possibly uh taking all some of those like all that stuff and and stacking them so they're level and and like uh making like a, a bed. You should make like a throne out of your comics yeah. and magazines. Yeah. Why just, you know, take the boxes and do something with them. <laughs> make a shed. Make a shelter. All right. Um, what uh, what movie do you want to review first? Give a fuck. Um, How let's... about we do the one about... Um, hmm, the one that has hatred in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with a review of that movie with hatred in it. Uh, we'll be right back. There are a lot of podcasts out there that do science fiction, horror, and fantasy movies, but how many of them are done by somebody who's been watching this shit for half a century? 
Hi, my name is Terry Frost and I do the Martian Driving Podcast, a podcast where I look at silent films all the way through to movies from the second decade of the 21st century. I look at fantasy, horror and science fiction and talk about them, sometimes with a guest, sometimes by myself, but always with an eye to the stuff that maybe has slipped off your radar if it was ever on your radar. So go to marsdrivein.blogspot.com or type Martian Drive-In Podcast into iTunes and enjoy a bit of decent genre talk. And keep watching the skies. Striker, we decided to do first. Both movies do have hate, so. Striker, 1983. Zon, would you care to synopsize? You're not ready for it. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody was talking. It was a Blackzilla video Uh, in the background. (laughs) Started up. Let's see. Uh. The world's water supply has dried up due to some sort of apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) The secret to where one of the last springs being guarded by a group of Amazons. What? A beautiful woman holds the secret to where one of the last springs. They were Amazons. Being guarded by a kind of a beautiful woman holds the secret. To where one of the last springs being guarded. Oh yeah, that sentence doesn't work though. <laughs> by a group of Amazons, a road warrior-like crew captures her and tries to make her talk through brutal torture. <laughs> the hero striker unites. <laughs> they summarize the whole fucking movie with this. Stuff. With some of. The remaining good guys in the Amazons free the women, and they go road warrior type, concluding battle with the bad guys. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Sakamoto. Sal Paul Sakamoto, suck. you are a terrible person. Yeah, you suck. Um, Striker, nineteen eighty-three. This is directed by Cirio H. Santiago. Now that name doesn't sound familiar. It's probably because you don't watch a lot of shitty movies. Um. He did, I'm trying to see some movies of his that I've seen, uh, Equalizer 2000, um, which has Robert Patrick's in that one. Um, What else we got? Robert Patrick is in a lot of garbage. He may have been in a fucking (laughs) tournament. Caged Fury, which I think is a women in prison film. Um, Let's see, what else? He did Hellhole sounds pretty good. You know where you stand when you're living a hellhole. He uh so he I guess he's what, Filipino, but he he did TNT Jackson with uh oh, what is that lady's name? Uh Jeannie Bell. Oh, no. Um but yeah, he's it's a Filipino director, so you kind of know what you're getting with the, with these movies. Uh very low budget um total rip-offs of 
something successful that came before them. And this is no different. This is this is a what do you mean? Now I'll tell you what. Now this is a ripoff of um not Mad Max, but the Road Warrior. Wait, right. which which order do they go in? The Road Warrior is the second one, right? Correct. Okay. But I'll tell you what. With the with the women store with the women in the storyline of this, I was like, I kind of feel like <laughs> uh, the new Mad Max movie might have been uh, influenced a little bit by uh, old Sirio Santiago. There you go. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, Stryker did it first, Daddy. Um, now this is starring Steve Sandor, who I don't know that I had seen in anything else. Did you um, see that configuration? I have not. God damn you. I've not seen Bonnie's Kids. He's uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, and uh, and a lot of it TV. TV. I know that's why you picked this, was because you were excited about the Sandor. Yeah. Um, he did a voice in Fire and Ice, which I haven't seen. You never saw Fire and Ice? Mm-mm. Why are, Why am I doing this show with you? I don't. I Honestly, I've been asking that question for a few years I now. I know, I know. Um. One more train to rob. Hey, that sounds interesting. Who else is in that? George Papard is in that. <laughs> John Vernon is in that. Oh, I like John Vernon. Suntech O is in that. I don't know who that is. Fuck that is. <laughs> um, so Sandor plays the the titular striker, and Striker is a complete Mad Max ripoff, except he has much more fabulous hair. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He and he drives a complete interceptor ripoff, except that this is a, a, I think a Ford Mustang. Yeah, looks like. Um, but yeah, the, the the idea behind this is whoever controls the water controls the world. Um, now it's funny that there's so many cars and tanks and trucks that run on plenty of gas in this movie. But water is what is in the sh- is in shortage. People aren't walking. They can't. <laughs> There's a lot more gas than water in the future, apparently. Well, the way things are looking, that might be the case. Yeah. Considering now, that they're sucking up so much water for fracking and polluting it so much of it. Gross. God damn it. And then Nestle is fucking sucking it up and selling it to us. And they're sucking it up for free. Yep. Yep. Um, sucking. Did you, did you, uh, I think Nestle has a recall on some stuff right now because there was like glass shards in their spinach. God, I hope it wasn't a fucking eggs. Or no, it was a DiGiorno Cadbury pizza. eggs. <laughs> uh, wait, does Nestle, Nestle, does Nestle own Cadbury now? I don't know, but I ate some of those the other day, the little small ones. The mini eggs are, I heard oh. they changed this year. Are they still good? They fucking were good to me. Okay, I like those a lot. Dig it. Um, now, Correct me if I'm wrong. The interceptor also had like the kill switches, like they did in this movie, I where, so. yes, where he, I think in the in in Road Warrior he did something in, in the gas. There was a bomb in the gas tank or something. There was some there was some switches he flipped. They ripped that off for this too. Um, but there are some good good real shitty like Philippine besides the Mustang, which doesn't really play a huge role. He drives around in it a few times, but I don't recall it being like. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't car uh, fetish. No, it's just it like was it. it was more the story of the water and who owned it and the midgets that were dubbed with the really weird voices. <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to be Jawas, so I guess Wait a I, should we be saying midget? Little, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Little people. And I did uh, make a note that said that they were like Jawas. 
Yeah, I, I said I love the Jawa ripoffs and the really weird voices. Um, but yeah, there's some great, like, really crappy looking Asian cars in there. The real boxy trucks, and um, there's a nice three wheeled motorcycle in there. Uh, not the new kind with the two wheels in the front. The 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 old style that would definitely tip over if you turn too fast. But yeah. Um. The so you have uh, Mad Max is not or Striker <laughs> Mad Max Striker is not kind of solo like Mad Max is. He he has at least one guy that travels with him, maybe even more. I was a little confused at the beginning of whether who was on which team. That guy was like his uh, Bucky, like Captain America and Bucky. Now were there more than two of them though? I feel like there might have been more than two of them at the beginning, and they all got wiped out by the other yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. I was a little confused by that because I thought I didn't know that he did. He he knew Stryker. Yeah, they they didn't even seem to know each other. Or like, at first, they didn't first. seem like they knew each other, and then next thing you know, it was like yeah, they then were the just chick like, steals his car. Yeah, uh, and Stryker. The the Hurricanes are beating the Bruins one to nothing. Good. Hurricanes um, are coming on, dude. They're trying. They're they're right on that cusp. But unfortunately, if they do come on, that that's going to be at the cost of the Flyers. It looks like. So sorry. I know we're going to battle. <laughs> um, battle. The so the, the, it was a little confusing of who was who. It doesn't ultimately make much difference. But um, Stryker does have a buddy that travels along with him at that point as they watch. This girl that was getting harassed at the beginning drive away with her car with his her car. Asked. She was not bad. I can looking. never figure out like if you're out in the desert. Now I know I'm not stupid. You know I know that it gets cold in the desert too. Yeah. But like when you're running around the desert, say when it actually is hot, you know I would think you'd want to keep your like take a, a tip from the Arabs and wear loose clothing that covers your body so yes. you don't fucking get like burned to don't, death don't wear black leather yeah that that <laughs> you know is like kind of like a bikini bottom yeah she doesn't have pants on like the whole movie yeah um she's got a lot of the women in this the amazons from the uh from the from the synopsis uh they don't like pants but they wear like one football shoulder pad football shoulder pads. <laughs> just one but no pants. I guess you know if I had to guess, I bet if they use a bow and arrow, you got to leave that one shoulder uncovered so you can pull that arm back. You know what I was thinking? I was watching some of the Revenant at that um, That's smoky that, theater. Yeah, yeah. I always wondered why. Um, okay, you know, with the uh, musket, you have you got one shot, and yes. then it takes you a long time to reload. Um, why didn't some it's not like the Europeans that came over here had never seen a bow and arrow before. Wonder why they didn't use the bow and arrow. Seems like they could get more shots off. I, I would say the a musket if it hits you is far more damaging. Yeah, but if you too. miss, you're fucked. And that 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 fucking bear thing was. Uh, it was rough, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Poor guy, Jesus Christ! And then, and then they pull the rug out from under me because I'm thinking, God damn, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, like when it stood on his head and everything, Ugh. and then it came back. But then I felt sorry for the fucking bear. Yeah, and, the, you know, I mean, the bear was doing what it's. I mean, both of yeah. them were, cu- were were trying to do just what they do. He uh, wasn't right. being malicious to the bear outside of just trying not to die. Wow. So yeah, it's it was sheesh. 
And then, uh, then think about this: what happens to the two little babies? Yeah, I yeah. know. I could hear them squalling. Yeah. You know, but anyway, that doesn't have anything to do with. That. And, and did you see the behind-the-scenes stuff with that? Where it, the guy that did it, the CGI, um, he was dressed in a blue outfit, and he had this big fake blue bear head on top of. His. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked. To, I want to see that. <laughs> that guy jumping on top of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, and if he, especially if like he had the big bear head, but he was painted blue, but he was naked, and had a and had a bluezilla cock, a big boner, bluezilla. Um, the, so let's see, we got, oh yeah, we got the harassed woman. And the reason she's being harassed is because the bad guys figure out that she has a supply of, she's got a cup, some water. Um, nobody knows exactly where this water came from, so they want to catch her, but Stryker kind of yeah. breaks it up and Stryker gets some of the water for himself, but she steals the car in the process. So, and Stryker is, is, um, like he doesn't say much. No, you know he he he. It, it seems like they like took like any dialogue. They probably gave it to Sandor, and he just like looked at it and just started blacking out all his dialogue. I don't need yeah. this. I just have hair, eyes, and uh, and I drive a Mustang. Leave me the fuck alone. It's hot out here. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that hair would keep the sun off of you. Yeah, and he wore a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Which he had to, you know he had to mash down on that fucking fro that he has? Oh, yeah. It, it would be, uh, it'd probably be the shape of the cowboy hat when he took it off. Yeah, but it never was. He'd take the cowboy hat off, and it would just be like, boop. Floop. <laughs> 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 just be full form like a fucking uh, umbrella. The Sandor floop. Yeah, Sandor. Out um, in the sand. Now I wonder where they shot this because if the guys Filipino, they don't have fucking. Uh, I don't think they have deserts, deserts in, the, in Philippines. the Philippines. Let's see if does it say in the probably in Italy, you know, some uh, filming locations. Shot the. Uh, uh, it says Philippines. Maybe they do have. I I always thought Philippines. I always think of jungle. The man the man Marin Duke mines in the well, Philippines. Yeah, there you go. It was like like a quarry. That's probably what it was. Yeah, I bet it was. I I bet it was. It was. It looked normal at one time, and they've just stripped the land entirely, mining yeah. it, and yeah. that's why it looked like shit. Yeah, if you look at pictures of it, that's what it looks like from a distance. Is like those. Yeah. I don't know what it's called in mining when they. It looks like steps carved into the, into the mountain, killing um, the earth. Killing the earth is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> Raping the earth's bubble. Yes. A nature rape is what this looks yeah. like. Um, so you have this other group that was fucking with her at the beginning, and this like kind of the the boss man of that is he's a, he's a Ming the Merciless kind yeah. of looking guy. It's like Anton Lavey. I don't know what I don't know what that guy's name is. Let's see if I can look at. I'm looking at most popular titles with the location matching Man, Man, Marin Duke Mines in the Philippines, and the, it is a list of one movie long striker. Uh, was, was he uh, Ulrich? His, I know he wasn't Troon and he wasn't Cardus. I have no Because Cardus was Striker's brother. Troon was the weird, stupid looking guy. It who must was have been. It might guy. have. It must have been because it's he's not. Oric. John Harris the Third. I don't. I don't think it was Oric because I think John Harris the Third was the guy with the big gut. 
oh god he was stupid looking maybe it, it, why do they take these guys and just because it's post post wait a minute apocalyptic john harris the third why no, do you have the only movie he was have a s and m wear well he, you know what i th- i thought he was which is weird that that's that i say that i thought he at first was the guy that played he was a Over. pro wrestler in awa and he was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He played the guy with the big red shirt that tried to murder Pee-wee by the dinosaurs. <laughs> Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes. And I think his name is John Harris. Maybe that's... Uh, no, that was uh, Silo Sam. He wrestled in uh, uh, world-class wrestling. It's not the same guy, no. Yeah. No, no it's, the, it's totally the guy. Silo Sam was his wrestling name. Really? Yeah, John Harris is his name. I just looked it up. You motherfucker. Well, then how come on his filmography, the only thing that says is Stryker? It's a different John Harris. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not the same guy. No, I know. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was confused. But um, yeah, he's John Harris the third. John Harris, Silo Sam, was not in this movie. But there is a John... Okay, so maybe John Harris the third is... Ming the Merciless. We'll just call him Ming the Merciless. Well, anyway, that that guy, I thought it's like he has this S and M, like these black straps that come into a ring, like uh, at the like in the middle of his chest. Yeah, he's dressed like a reject member of Demolition. From <laughs> yeah, but then I started thinking maybe those straps weren't S and M. Maybe they served a purpose. Like if he took when he took them off, his stomach actually hit the ground. <laughs> his stomach he had a was huge so beer belly, extended and huge. Oh man. Uh, uh, S- Smash has been they've been wrestling again yeah I saw some pictures Ooh. a lot of those guys did not look real good honky tonks were like zoob but I was wondering okay I noticed a lot of them wore like their sweatshirts and t-shirts in the ring yeah because they don't look good but I also was wondering if it wasn't like cold in the fucking building <laughs> it could be honky wears zubaz and a sweatshirt but wrestling. I I I, I uh, uh Smash does not need to be yeah. wearing the black spandex and the. Yeah. They just need to just. I think I think at least what's this, li- I think I think at least Axe was wearing a t-shirt. Right. They literally literally are a walking disaster now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Kitching. Oh, by the way, The Godfather is another entry into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. He was a, um, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're <laughs> speechless. You're like, what? I don't even have a joke for that. Yeah. Era. He's friends with somebody. Gotta yeah. be. Um, pro- since they since they always said they like to take like uh, something about the person's real life uh, and use it for their gimmick, and he his gimmick was a pimp. Then and, maybe, a, and a voodoo priest. Maybe he was the guy that got like Vince his hookers. <laughs> yeah. Boys. <laughs> anyway, um, so the rationing water. Uh, the Ming guy is like Ming the Merciless. Is he is? Uh, He's a hook for a hand. Did he really? I didn't even notice. Shit! Yeah, that's one of the priests. Striker cut his fucking hand off oh. in the flashback. That's why he hates Striker. Okay. Did you watch this? I didn't really watch this. I just read the synopsis. <laughs> I just read. The, I just read the synopsis. It was enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, remember they they hit in the flashback. The dude and his men got Striker and Striker's woman. And I remember did, his wife or whoever that was getting killed, which is another Road Warrior ripoff or a Mad Max ripoff. But but then when Striker he went berserk when they killed her, and then when he was getting away, 
he took a sword and cut off. I uh, I don't Ming, remember that at all. So Ming, the merciless guy. Ming, the merciless has one hand, and you know he he's the kind like he says like water is for only for those who are productive, and he as he's saying that he's washing his face in a in a bowl. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey, Mad Max Fury Road. You know, they were drinking the tit milk. The, yeah, yeah. And they needed they they remember he would turn that big thing and all the water would come out of the mountain and everybody would run over with pans trying to catch water trickle down economics. They I need were to watch. To, yeah, that's exactly. I need to watch down. that again. It's been a, it's been yeah. a couple months. It's a bunch of um, uh, liberal bullshit. Yeah, feel the burn. You know um, who <laughs> they missed out on in Mad Max Fury Road if they were going to go that route is Lou Ferrigno. What would he have been? He would have been like somebody that they milked for. <laughs> see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Gross. Um, Did he milk? Part of the so the, they we get we get back to Ming's place and they've they've now captured because she gets abandoned by Stryker's car because it won't start after a little while, and um, she gets taken back to. Ming's compound because they're going to torture her to figure out her uh, where she know where she where, where the water is where, where the hell did you get the water? Um, part of the torturing of women in these low budget movies is always just ripping their shirt off and making them feel ashamed. It seems like yeah. <laughs> they rip my shirt off, I'd feel ashamed. <laughs> I feel ashamed right now, and I've got two shirts on. Yeah, fat and flabby as I am. Um, the camera lingers maybe just a little too long or maybe not long enough because she, I'll tell you what, she was not a bad looking young lady. Oh, she was all right. Um, but they linger on this like gross, like low budget rape. When I say low budget rape, cause it's very unrealistic, but still gross anyway. <laughs> yeah, why can't we get a high budget rape? <laughs> There's rapes that are like, you, you're like wince and you're like, Ugh, you know, like does this make you feel gross? This is the one where you just like, it just looks silly. It's still kind of gross. She's the, just laying there going, God, this sucks. You guys are silly. <laughs> um, Get off me. I, yeah, I don't. Striker, man, it fucking flipped the switch. Yeah, because he it's had the. That, that was. That must have been the flashback moment yeah. when you see that his wife is like, was fucked up. And. Um, Did you see that fucking drop kick he threw? Yeah, and there was a slow motion choke out somewhere in there, but I can't remember who yeah, did it. Yeah, well, that's when he fucking. He. Okay, they came in, they were raping her, and him and his Bucky, who was known as Bandit, I think, Bandit. they came in, and they were taking the other guys down. He came in with a fucking flying dropkick, and it was Sandor, and he fucking was up high, man, both <laughs> feet. So he dropkicks that guy. Then um, they take out most of the guys. Well, the guy that was fucking her, Striker comes up behind him and like almost puts him like almost like in a sleeper hold. Yeah. And he's got those fucking crazy eyes because he he's he's lost it. You know when they say like Wolverine would lose it? Yeah. And then a ripper barrage or whatever. He fucking he he lost I mean he just lost it. And he was thinking about his wife getting killed and all that shit. And it was like he was gonna I thought he was gonna like choke him out, but he ended up breaking the guy's neck. Yeah. But that's what I always liked about Steve Sandor is like there's another guy that I always think of that has the same quality as William Smith. He can he has these he can go in this crazy mode and and also both of them have played heels a lot Dig and it. both of them 
when they played heels have like raped either women or men and they get this i'm telling you <laughs> both steve sandor and william smith they're both big because sandor always had like big muscles mm-hmm. and shit and um so does william smith and they would always be the leader like in ninth configuration sandor was the leader of like a motorcycle gang uh like a crazy leader with the crazy eyes and everything and william smith has been that way too and um like you could if both of them if if they haven't murdered somebody or raped somebody for real in real life i would be surprised <laughs> i think william smith is like like uh well educated and everything well, he might be well educated, but he could still kill and rape somebody. Yeah, he could have been like a date rapist in college. He, or something. And that's even better when you're really smart because then you can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, he's got those eyes, man. <laughs> like and like like uh, like when they're doing something like that, like they're almost coming, you know, just like fucking like when he's breaking that guy's neck, you know. But he got real sweaty too. His hair got real sweaty. He was really putting out some effort. Was Sandor a football player or anything? No, he was. He worked in the steel mills in Pittsburgh. Okay, he looks Pittsburgh. like he looked like he'd be from that area. Bushy headed Pittsburgh guy. Big brawny and imposing Steve Sandor. Yeah, he is brawny. Born in 1937. Sold copy machines, trained sentry dogs. In the Air Force. That's funny. What the hell did copy machines look like in the 60s? They were really big. That's how he got all his muscles. They were huge. Um, So basically you have the the build-up to the Mad Max-type showdown. Uh, there's got to be a lot of cars involved um, because these movies always have to go down that path. If cause since they are stereotypical and uh, whatever, they, there has to be some kind of love interest if there's women and men in these kind of movies. Um, yeah, it seems like you know. Okay, they could be going. Okay, it's it's an apocalypse. Uh, they're running out of water. They ra- they're rationing the water. There's all these guys that are trying to kill them and everything. But still, they could still take time to fuck in a cave. Yeah, both Sandor and his little uh, sidekick end up getting laid. I bet fucking in a cave isn't fun at all. Yeah, unless it's like a really old cave with like some smooth surfaces. With but some then soft be- rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's soft rocks are the way up, to go. Um, there. I guess when you're in the middle of a desert, a cave is probably the best route to take, though. Well, you know what? It's like one of those deals too, where all the guys in the camp. Those girls were around him all the time, and they girls probably blew him off to money. And just because Sandor and his buddy were new, they were the hot guys. <laughs> so they Dude. got the pussy real easy, which I guarantee you, those other dudes got pissed. Oh, uh, yeah. Jesus I wonder, Christ. I wonder if the little people got pissed. Nah, they didn't get pissed. Were there they, female they were little people in this? People. Were there any, like, little people Amazonians? There were, there, I think there were men and women. I didn't, I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, they were getting it on. Um, get horny, but the uh, I like how the <laughs> in the old wrestling magazines, you know, they'd make up stories and shit. And yeah, yeah. There and the one guy was talking about how uh, working with uh, all the um, the the uh, midget wrestlers, little people wrestlers, but they called them midget wrestlers by yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he he they they would they wrote a story and they said how horny they were all the time. <laughs> they, they were always trying trying to have sex with like uh, all the regular women. Or little people women, I guess you would call them. Little people women. Or vice versa. Vice, or vice versa. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like there, that one sex scene was like, I can't believe of the, like, 
the low-budget 20-minute rape before that yeah. they don't show nudity later on in the movie. Yeah, I want that one chick that was going after his side. Bucky, thing. yeah, she she like t- she t- she slowly like provocatively takes off her quiver of arrows, but that's yeah. it. And then he helps her take off her one shoulder pad, and then that's it. They just like yeah. make out, and then it shows the stars. Post-apocalyptic romance. And I thought for sure we would see like Zandor's. I always want to call him Zandor. <laughs> like he did, like you know, like in uh, Fred Williamson when he would fuck somebody, and you'd see his butt cheeks like clenching. Yeah, you wouldn't see insertion, but you'd see his butt cheeks clenching. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> you know, I kind of, you know, he, I was he wanted to see the Sandor cheeks. I was disappointed in the yeah. second. Yeah. Hell, if it's it's R rated anyway. Yeah, they. I mean, they showed titties no, like well, crazy at the beginning. Yeah, the fucking bitches in the movie fucking were like, oh, "I'm not doing that." Well, no, the one he, the one that Sandor fucked was the one that, that was already new to the beginning. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, <laughs> Sandor, maybe he didn't want to do it. Maybe he's uh, a Puritan. Puritan. Maybe, he, maybe he's a, a Donald Trump supporter. Oh, I don't know. I I I don't know. Um, I, I don't even the, want to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know if you can spoil it, but. Uh, we might as well. I mean, we we pretty much already have. But the 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 final showdown is not bad. Um, you know the 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 almost car porn, um, the big fight at the end, the big the groups against each other. Because after he helps the chick escape, that's when the showdown starts. And I mean, you know, I guess you could do worse with a post-apocalyptic movie. Certainly, I could have sworn I had seen this before. But as soon as it starts, there's something about the beginning of it where I knew pretty much immediately that I had, I had not in seen the it. Um, Post apocalyptic world, and they show the mushroom cloud. Yeah, that. it's yeah. got a pretty good like synthy score in it, like kind of corny sounding, but like fun synthy score, like very '80s. I like that. So, what did you think of it? I loved it. Yeah, I, honest to God, you know, I I thought okay, this is gonna be a piece of shit or whatever, but it's the kind of piece of shit that I obviously like. And the whole time <laughs> I was watching it, I was like, okay, you could t- you could have, if they would have given this now, uh, you know, when I was thinking this to start up, you know, it's kind of stupid because they actually did do it with George Miller or somebody like that, yeah. you know. But I think that they could have taken Sandor, put him in the lead in a movie like this, and had a really good actor. And had a really, you know, really good uh, music and everything, and it would have been good. But like I said, you know, they pretty much approved that because they did it with Mel Gibson. Now, um, it was funny enough with some of the shit, like with the chicks, the way they dressed and everything, yeah. and, and uh, that crap. Um, I thought he was a pretty good lead because he was kind of like the strong, silent type. The chick even said something to him about, you know, don't you ever, you don't say much, and don't you ever just want to let things out. Uh, but um, and, and one thing that they did, they played to the strengths. It, they didn't have a ton of dialogue. They had a ton of action, and um, I just thought it was pretty fun for a shitty movie. Sure. Yeah, I didn't. I, I and like I said, I fucking watched it twice. <laughs> nice. So that's that's saying something. I'd watch this one again. There's some that are out there that are pretty brutal, but um, yeah. you can definitely do worse with. Uh, and I'm I'm yeah. a I'm kind of a post-apocalyptic apologist, so yeah. you could certainly do worse than this movie. Yeah, um, I I'd say this is like a seven out of ten for me. I thought it was very solid. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'd give it uh, I'd give it an eight out of ten. For nice, what it is. I enjoyed it. Nice sandal. Cool, seven and eight. Uh, why don't if we take a break? His butt cheeks clenching. You, you would have gone up to a nine. Thrusting. I bet. 
I would have fucking went over the top. Or if they just showed the one chick's boobs again. If he would have raped somebody. Now, when he when he fucking like practically ripped that guy's head off with the crazy look, that was cool. But if he would have been anally raping him while he did that, it would have been really What if you ripped the guy's head off and like just fucked his neck hole? Yeah. Would that ripped okay? his head off and shit down his neck. Yeah. yeah. Get him, Sandor. Zandor. That's what a man would do. Yeah. Let's make America great again. Shit down necks. Uh, let's take a break. Come back and talk about the chat in The Intruder. We'll be right back. <laughs> the chat. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. <laughs> All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Trick or Treat Radio. The box and the monkey. Chihuahuas or muffins. All right. The Intruder, 1962. This this is before Star Trek, right? Star Trek was started in what, 63, 64? So, let's see. Star Trek. Star Trek. That just shows you that William Shatner is not a true Aryan because he's a turncoat. He yeah. made this movie, and then the next thing you know, he's kissing Lieutenant Cobra. Yeah, let's see. Star Trek was 19... Oh, wow. It's later than I thought. Track. Where the fuck is it? Oh, it <laughs> wasn't until 66. Dude. So. 66. All right. Uh, the Intruder. Um, I... Don't remember where or why I dug this up, but um, directed by Roger Corman, and I've heard of him. I've heard of that guy. Um, usually, Corman's uh, his name is attached to more uh, schlocky uh, uh, B movies, but this one felt like. Uh, Legit little release there. It felt like he actually gave a shit. Yeah. 
this one wasn't just and i'll tell you what there's no way like i know corman was pretty famous for knowing how to pinch a penny and get a movie out and make money off of it this does not seem like the type of movie that he would release thinking that it was going to make a lot of movie oh, a lot of money well guess what he guess was right <laughs> did not the make movie money. he ever made that didn't make money well there you go all right so um <clears throat> a man in a gleaming white suit comes to a small southern town on the eve of integration he calls himself a social reformer but what he does is stir up trouble trouble he soon he soon finds he can't control uh, starring Shatner and some other people I didn't recognize. Zom, what did you think of The Intruder? Hated it. Did you? No, I okay. did not. Okay. Um, it's um, okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, people. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna talk about politics. What? I'm not gonna talk about let's race. Just end, let's just end the show now. And yeah, <laughs> we need more listeners, so we don't want to offend anybody. Uh, because everybody knows that uh, um, the racism today against white Christians is equal to the if racism not greater than right against because we uh, yeah, actually white Christians now being the minority in the country are being treated really shabbily. I agree. I yeah, and. Uh, that and and a, a person like uh, the character that William Shatner plays in this movie, it's somebody that somebody that we need today that can bring into the light, shine the bright light of intolerance. I, th- I well, we need to make America white again. M- America. <laughs> Was founded on racism, bigotry, and hatred. I I agree, and that's why the whites left Europe is because the African Americans in England were <laughs> oppressing them, and they were like slaves over there. So they came over here to get freedom and guns. I like this story. I, I, I'm pretty sure this is how it went. I think the books have been wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, who writes the books, right? Well, I think the Jews write the books. So. There's only one book you need to read. <laughs> At least if you ask the, uh, what was the name of his group? The... Uh, the, Patrick, the, the Patrick Henry yeah. Society. They, yeah, they would definitely say the Jews now, wrote were the book. Now, they books a real society? Because they, they are a real thing. I looked up their I, website. I kept thinking it was a a uh, fake name for the John Birch Society. The, the Patrick Henry Society is still a real thing. It's one of these like founding fathers, like "Don't Tread on Me" bullshit organizations. Now, you know what those are? The Patrick Henry Society and the John Birch Society and that shit. It's another way of saying Ku Klux Klan, <laughs> yeah, robes and 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 try and make it sound like some you know we're the uh, George Washington uh, or you know what uh, Lincoln Washington Party or yeah. or you know some bullshit like that. But anyway, let's get into it. I'm tired of I'm tired of uh, of this shit. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is a good movie. This is I a very good movie. It. I was surprised and. Um, 
I had just listened to probably, uh, I'd say probably like a month ago, Roger Corman on Gilbert Gottfried's uh, Colossal podcast. Uh, and he actually spoke about this movie and the making of it and, uh, you know, why they did it and everything. And, um, and some of the, some of the shit that, uh, happened when they did make it, where they made it. And, uh, they kind of had to leave town kind of quickly. Was this filmed in like in Mississippi or whatever? Missouri. 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 It takes place there too, right? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, um, some people there are probably very tolerant and very good people. Uh, and then there's some people there that probably, uh, you know, I mean, like the, what, like Jesse James and, uh, and some of them Confederate Raider guys that would go and kill people. And all shit. the cops in Ferguson. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> not, all, not all of them, but not all of them. Uh, but anyway, okay, we're getting way off, you know, like uh, we're running off people. We'll have like three people uh, <laughs> at the end of this podcast. Um, so anyway, Corman, of course, you know, most of the people that we uh, know or that listen to our show know Roger Corman. And uh, he was known for what being able to uh, stand in a phone booth and uh, make a uh, make a call, make a movie, cast a movie, uh, write a movie, and uh, then – Hang up the phone and and fucking. Uh, it's done in a week. Get like three dollars out of the change thing, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, exactly, and done in like you know, a couple of days. Um, but um, there were a lot of people that worked for Roger Corman that ended up being you know pretty prolific yeah. uh, directors. And actors. I think we've probably done certainly quite a few tied right. to him. Yeah, Ron sure. Howard, Peter Fonda, Martin Scorsese. Um, you know, see who else David Carradine was in his, you know, boxcar Bertha. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a slot, you know, you could name a bazillion different things. Um, this movie, uh, of course, you know, I'm a fan of Shatner from Star Trek, but also from the character that he has become and portrayed as William Shatner. You know, he, I think he, he takes some joy in, you know, being himself now. Or not himself, but his, you know, the persona. Corman's producing uh, a Death Race 2050. It's filming right now. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, but. Um... <laughs> he did. <laughs> There's one called Sharktopus versus Whale Wolf. <laughs> it's like a werewolf whale. Oh, my God. Fucking A, man. Casper Van Dien and Iggy Pop. <laughs> Van Dien. Jesus like Christ. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, so anyway, <laughs> what you have is uh, your, you know, uh, typical um, southern town, and uh, this is uh, right at the edge of integration, where they start integrating the schools. These fucking headphones are killing my fucking ears. Um, I take my glasses off, man. Make it better. Um, so anyway. Um, because they there's a mandate from you know the federal government to uh, start integrating the schools, you had guys like William Shatner's character, and he plays Adam Kramer, and he is um, like what I I think uh, you would call like almost like an uh, a provocateur. He's just misunderstood. Agent. Come on now. He shows up in town with an agenda. He's working for this. Uh, what's the name of the society? Patrick, Patrick Henry. Henry Society. He shows up in town, and um, 
he would be like a um like before Barack Obama became president, before he was in any kind of government, he was a community organizer. Well, this guy is kind of a community organizer, sort of. <laughs> He's a community disorganizer with with a with a with a, a not so good cause. He right. wants to organize uh, the minority, or the, I'm sorry, the majority uh, to repress, oppress, repress, and depress. You know, Depress, yeah, uh, the minority community and keep them in their place, as they would probably think. Yes. Uh, now, you're seeing this movie, 1962, being made when a lot of this stuff was actually going on. Yeah. Now, um, Corman, you know, they knew what they were doing, they knew what they were making, and when they went down there, they kind of had to. They didn't not tell the people what the movie was about because there are a lot of, um, you know, being Roger Corman and not wanting to spend a bunch of money. A lot of um, unpaid extras, I imagine. A, a lot of unpaid extras. You know, you go down there and you tell the people, hey, you want to be in a movie. But they didn't overtly say, you know, say, hey, we're making a movie about this and it's about something else. What they told them and what they ended up uh, trying to – when they tried to sell the movie to uh, the movie theaters was um, we want to – they told the people we want to show what it's really like down here, what, what's going on, what it's really like. We want to show your side of the story. And even on some of the movie posters, because when they tried to sell the movie, they had a lot of problems because even in the North, which is kind of fucked up, uh, you had the overt racism and violence in the South, but you can't kid Had? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but at this time, I think there's a picture painted uh, with a lot of people, though, that uh, – in the South, you had violence, you had the Ku Klux Klan, you yeah. had that kind of shit, uh, and just overt, horrible racism. But in the North, it wasn't like that. And that's not true. Because that's like, even with like sports teams, you know, I, I've heard people say, even with like, say, Boston, mm -hmm. they said, you know, um, the, even today, there's a lot of in certain communities in Boston where people just are and where I live right now or in Cleveland or in New York or, you know, when they talked about integrating or, or, uh, uh, like a, a, a black man, uh, going out with a white woman even today, you know, so it, it, it people kind of, you know, they say, well, up in the liberal North or whatever, you know, but they, they had to pass these laws to get people to change because, you know, to, to force this change for the good of the, the society. And then here in the last so many years, uh, it seems like there is an organized group trying to tear all that down, all the good that was done. And I think a lot of that comes – well, you know, a lot of the stuff comes from ignorance. Yeah. It's all based on ignorance because, you know uh, – uh, you have a little extra pigmentation in your skin that makes you, you know, a less of a part. You're still so the weird. exact same biological human being. An asshole is an asshole, no matter what color you are. Right. And when you repress somebody and you hold them down and you discriminate against them so they can't get jobs, they live in poverty, they turn to alcohol or drugs or whatever and stuff like that. And then you sit there and say, well, look at them. They're on 
welfare or they're a, a lazy bum or a, a druggie or a, a drunk or they, you know, li- look how they live. Their, their houses are scummy or whatever. But you've, you've created that. They can't get past that. And so I'm preaching now. But in this movie, <laughs> um, uh, Shatner's character, uh, Adam Kramer, he's, he's a good-looking guy. He dresses nice, and he's got charisma. And they seek out, you know, somebody like him. Um, even when I watched the Black Panther uh, documentary, I was talking about the, or in any government, you know, whether it's Barack Obama, whether it's Donald Trump, whether you know who it is, JFK, right. the guys that, or in wrestling, you know, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, whoever, the people that have charisma. Um, they're going to rise to the top as Dusty Rhodes rises like the cream to the top, baby. <laughs> right, yes, baby. He he uh, winded down with kings and queens and he's slipping out. He's uh, eating Dined pork, on pork and beans. beans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but those kind of people are either going to rise to the top as leaders themselves or as puppets. Macho man uh, rose to the top like the cream daddy. Yeah, look at his hair. <laughs> oh. Nothing rose to the top there except for his. He had Steve Sandor's hair. <laughs> I hate what Steve Sandor's pubic hair looked like. Oh, that was a bush. Bloop. Like a like a pompadour. Bloop. <laughs> a beehive, like the B-52s. If you see a little cock at the end of the pubes, it says 16. No, whatever. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I hate uh, that song so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, this uh, Adam Kramer comes to town and he kind of walks around and, uh, you know, starts talking to people. Hey, how are you? You know, and going into the diner where everybody hangs out or the barber shop or whatever. And he's kind of letting, you know, getting around, just kind of feeling things out, seeing who's who. And, you know, he listening in to conversations, who's sitting there and saying, you know, those, you know, you, you know, what's or, or uh, uh, how would you like to uh, like somebody even says in this uh how would you like uh, your daughter sitting by a bunch of big black bucks in the classroom? Well, okay, so that was actually that was what he started doing. He he asked for a private room, and he was actually in his hotel room. Adam Kramer making calls around town, asking them questions like that. It was because you heard you you find that out when when you go to this one girl's house, Ella. Uh, we her mom has talked about getting a phone call, and she's like, oh, and she said something about the guy on the phone being named Adam Kramer. And that's the kind of phone call that, like, when George Bush was running against John McCain to see who was going to be the Republican representative to, to for president, these phone calls go around and say, how would you feel if you knew that John McCain had a uh, black child out of wedlock? Well, it ends up John McCain had a child of color who he and his wife had adopted. But when people in the South heard that, they're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so oh, anyway, Jesus Christ. Christ almighty. And when they say, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, from what I've heard of Jesus Christ, you know, he'd be the first person to be like, hey, it's Jeez. fucking fine with me. Look at my skin. Shit, I just came from the goddamn desert over there. I'm black as hell. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But these people are sickening. They, they, they use it to their uh, own agenda. And what it is is a fear. It's ignorance, but it's also a fear of um, losing uh, your power. And white I, I feel like that's something they 
he becomes Adam Kramer in this movie becomes kind of metaphorical for that because you see him lose control a few times and it's they're both they're they're all great moments but I think he becomes kind of that larger picture character too and you can you can see when he feels like he's losing control, that's when he's like sweaty and rumpled looking, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like the the he's he's coming off the rails. You're seeing, uh, you're seeing his fear. You're seeing his um, anxiety. His uh, uh, that almost, devil in the white suit facade drops right. quickly. Yeah, he's he's the silver tongue devil, uh, but then when. And, and another thing, one one scene that I liked in this, to you know, you see him and you see him with his charisma, and he's going around, and he's a good-looking Shatner, and uh, you know, Shatner's pretty young in this, and he looks good, and everything. Yeah, yeah. The ladies kind of like him, but he's the kind of guy that you know the guys like him too, and everything. And uh, but not that way, because we don't we don't take to that kind of shit. <laughs> um, but. He goes up to his room and he's in his room by himself and he's looking out the window and he and uh, they show that he carries a gun. He has a like a little snub nose thirty eight, but he sits there and he starts going pew 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 like a, pew, like, it, like a Star Trek phaser. Like how silly he he's he's actually the silly little man yeah who's kind of a douchebag you know and uh, he, and, bit, he, and he and he hits on like a fifteen year old yeah who is like a. a I don't know. Maybe he was just attracted to shitty actresses. <laughs> it was fucking horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> Ella uh, was her name. Who would it, who played Ella? Let's see. Let's look her Ella up. Ella was horrible. Ella was pretty terrible. Uh, Ella was played by Beverly Lunsford. Did she do anything else? She probably worked for Corman. She probably Beverly awesome. Lunsford was an actress in ten total things. <laughs> Roger Corman directed every single one. <laughs> National Velvet, most of it was TV. Yeah. She's in something called The Crawling Hand. No, I will say she was pretty young in, in, in this movie. Um, but That's got to be it. The Crawling Hand has to be a Corman thing. That, that looks like <laughs> a piece of shit. Hand. Five Fingers of Death. Yeah. Uh, what, and then she was that in... that karate movie we watched? Common Law. No, Jenny Wife Slash Child she was into. <laughs> Wife slash child. She Wife slash child. child. Also known as Albert Peckinpah's Revenge. Albert Peckinpah. The, 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 probably the sober Peckinpah. Let's see. Storyline. This is for the, the crawling hand. After an astronaut space capsule is detonated in orbit, a teenager finds a severed arm amongst the wreckage on Earth. Soon the thing returns to life to murder and possess the young man's mind. And she plays, I don't know who. Now this this um, Kramer, he one of the things about this movie is um, nobody is really. Uh, I almost said Lily White, as in saying nobody is pure at heart. So I'd say Lily White, but um, even. Well, okay. Now, I, w- I will say that the uh, newspaper guy. Newspaper guy, the principal. The newspaper guy, the principal, and then Leo the- Gordon, who plays Sam Griffin, he's a guy that's staying in the hotel where Shatner is staying, and he's a salesman. Now, I love Leo Gordon. I've seen him in a bunch of westerns and sh- shows like a colorful character. He's he he's the guy that always would play a heel 
because he's a big guy. He's got that rough, rugged um, uh, look. But the guy in real life, he he uh, was in, I think, World War II, and he got like a dishonorable discharge. <laughs> and then him and his buddy tried to rob a bar, oh. and he got shot in the stomach. He did five years in San Quentin prison. And while he was in prison, they said he read every book in the prison library. And when he got out, he used the GI Bill to uh, get an education and got into acting. Well, then he was in like John Wayne movies, movies with Clint Walker. He was just in a ton of shit. He was the guy in the John Wayne movie where John Wayne says, Pilgrim, you caused a lot of trouble here. Somebody ought to, you know, or he says something like somebody ought to uh, hit you, but I'm not gonna i'm not gonna like hell i'm not and then he punches the guy and the guy falls over the hill in this big mud pit and then it starts a big shamaz uh, which is a wrestling term <laughs> shamaz uh where where uh john wayne takes a mud covered merino hera puts her over his knee and paddles her with a coal shovel yay and it sounded like it sounded like when he hit her in the ass like she had a steel ass it'd be like pang <laughs> you know, which was awesome. It kind of is almost like kind of hot. Uh, <laughs> Reno hair, the fiery red hair. Just grab her. Uh, <laughs> so, but which is sort of something that I would expect that Leo Gordon's character of Sam Griffin and his wife might have been doing in their hotel room because it seemed like there's some noise. He was quite a playful chap. And they made a lot of noise. And even when the landlady came to the room, he comes to the room with just his undershirt on. And she comes over and is like, what's going on? And he grabs her. And I was like, God, is he going to rape this woman? Who is this? But it's his wife. But he's like brazen. He doesn't give – he thinks it's funny. (laughs) Well, it ends up that his wife um, seems like she almost has like a mental illness. Like, okay, number one, I think she – She's she's a nymphomaniac. She's a nymphomaniac. She has these these uh these bouts of mania where you know she wants to fuck, and if she's alone, <laughs> which was kind of an odd twist. That was. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I like the path they took in order to make Adam Kramer intersect with that guy. I like where it went. But I'm not sure the whole nymphoma- the nymphomaniac thing was a weird choice to go yeah, with. It was, but the, but that's one of the reasons that I liked it is because it was so odd. And I might have just spoiled something by saying that, but yeah, fucker. It, it but it was it was an odd choice. Yeah, and I liked it because it wasn't cookie cutter. It yeah. wasn't like you know. He's there with his wife, and he's prim and proper, and I'm a salesman, and I'm going to go out of town. He goes out of town, and Shatner goes over and takes advantage of his wife. They added a little weird twist. Uh-huh. Uh, now, when Shatner goes to to her room, man, he's a sleepy. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And and she's, she's f- having an, an internal battle. And then when he finally, you know, because he's just like walking around the room, and he's like, just like a cup of coffee, you know. <laughs> 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 and he lay, he sits on the bed, and then he's like kind of lounging, and and he's just being almost. Then he gets more and more overt, and then she just fucking folds like a goddamn cheap suit. <laughs> she reminds me of like every girl I've ever. Met. 
<laughs> like when I go out of town, fold like a cheap suit. Anyway, dig it. <laughs> but then later on, um, see the thing about that was okay. I'm sure that even racists get really horny, but I'm surprised that that uh, that the character. But then I guess I guess he's a you know he's a flawed guy too. But I mean it was kind of a stupid move yeah. because it 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 almost he's trying to come in there and be everybody's friend or well, at least all the white people's friend and and uh, uh, do that. But something like that not only would expose could possibly expose him for being a dick, but I mean that guy could have fucking beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Killed his ass, big boy. But he had a boner. I think that when he was sitting at the table with them eating, you know, he started getting a vibe, and 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 you know, he's Canadian in real life, so he probably, you know, they fucking, you know, pray horny all the time, and they can't control their sexual urges. We know that, right? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> you have um, not only does Shatner um, play to the the d- stupid masses mm-hmm. and their their uh, prejudices and bigotry. He has the toothless demographic going for him. Oh fuck yeah! And he manipulates the fuck out of them. And and that's another thing when he's like uh, having his little thing at the diner or wherever. He he does this thing with this one old man that's kind of uh, that shows that he's trying to be folks folksy. So that he'll endear themselves to to them. Like this old man has like a taxi cab driver's hat on, and he'll go over and he'll kind of you know. Uh, uh, pull down, pull on the brim in a kind of a playful way with the mm-hmm. old man, um, but he also gets in with the. He finds out who the the uh, white elite guy is, who is like the, uh, the 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 chief politician or the. the is he pol- the mayor? Who was that guy? I think he was like the mayor, and then he also owned a stake in the newspaper. And um, he so was a he real fucker. Yeah, he was a dickhead too. But you always have those those kind of assholes. He was the kind of guy that was like, you know, hey, I'm I'm in power, and the last thing I want is this shit to start happening because you know, because then the dominoes will fall. You know, right, right. You know, your daughter will be with Blackzilla, in a, <laughs> on XNXX. So. You know, that's you know that honest to God, we're you know laughing about that because we were just talking about that and looking at the, some of these videos or whatever. But that's what's in some of these people's minds. I actually even heard somebody, you know, um, I don't know, hell, it might have been one of my relatives. It was like, you know, uh, yeah. Oh no, it was the woman, the nurse at my doctor that said uh, Obama's going to uh, kill us all kill all of us off with his Obamacare, but he's going to keep all the young white girls to himself. <laughs> and she told me this. She's a nurse working in my doctor's office. Ugh. Okay. And I never, we weren't even talking about politics. All I did was go in and sit down. She started taking my blood pressure and started, she started talking. So, um, it's weird because it's like when they think you're one of them, they freely let loose with their bullshit. Well, you, know? you are one of them. You're white. Well, <laughs> above the waist. Yeah. Wait. What? Okay. Uh, hey. <laughs> um. He gets in with the the guy who's in like political power, and they start, you know, going through their machinations to kind of, and, and then you see, uh, they. This is the first. Like the day before they start integrating the schools, and then you see the um, 
the black kids kind of going in unison to the white school and as they're walking like these asshole people will just like try and make a a point of like walking out in front of them and making them go around them yeah or you know just slowing them up by walk like walking from their store to the edge of the sidewalk or some bullshit like that that just was a real a, tense scene with the students walking to class that was like yeah. just they were just getting stared down like people were Dude, stopping you know, what they were doing walking out of the stores happened. just watching them yeah yeah you know and 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 it, uh, they're at the one of the first ones was they had to have the fucking national guard go down there and escort them. Like, uh, I think Kennedy had to have the fucking national guard go down Ugh. and escort I, the I don't class. have that kind of courage. I'd be like, fuck it. I'm just not going to school. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to go to school anyway. <laughs> uh, but, um, so you, you have that and you have, uh, and, and it's very authentic. Cause like I said, I think they used a lot of, uh, extras that were, you know, people that lived there. Uh, some, uh, and you had the, there's the the regular people that were standing around, but then you had like the couple of real rednecky scumbaggy guys that were kind of the rabble rousers yeah. that were um, like uh, Shatner's idea was he wasn't really for using the overt violence because his thing was it was going to bring down the power of the man yeah. and uh, the federal government or or it would get or, or bad publicity. So he actually wasn't for that, but um, sometimes those guys will, whether it's Trump or whoever, will say I'm not for violence, or Hitler, you know, say I'm not for violence when he's speaking, but he gives a wink and a nod to to the jackasses that you know go and do the violence, you know. So. Um, they they try to sabotage, or as William Shatner would say, sabotage, uh, <laughs> sabotage. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the kids going to school. And one of the ways they did that he comes up with to do that is um, he has Ella's dad is the um, the uh, editor in chief at the local newspaper. And he's a good guy, and he's not for the shit. And that's another thing that I liked is when they they um, showed him talking to his wife, and his wife just assumed that he was like everybody else, that he was against integration, and that maybe he might not hate black people, but he thought that they should stay in their place. And he told her, he was like, no, he goes, I don't believe in this. I don't think that this racism and this bigotry and stuff, I'm not for it. And she goes, Oh, I never knew that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is almost weird because, but I could see that happening. And, um, so there's a couple of times where he, now this guy is, is or, to me, a hero in the movie, because like what you just said about, like, if you would have had to walk to school under that kind of pressure that you oh, wouldn't have. I'm a complete, I'm a complete coward. <laughs> this dude, Oh, when he, he walked out, the, oh, my God. Like he talks it. Like they're going to beat up some black guy and his family, and he walks right into him, and he says, hey, you know, stop it. And he's like, you know, if you do this, you're going to have to go there. And he gets – he pays for it, you know. But, you know, like I said, I said, you know, being a hero doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're, you're going to 
prevail as far as in a physical con, but it's the standing up, you know, and keep standing up. And well, Ella is his daughter, and she's a horrible actress. <laughs> Ella's fucking brutal. I don't think she could be in a in a Blackzilla Shane Diesel movie. <laughs> um, but um, she is told, you know, hey, your dad's gonna get hurt bad or your family or whatever, unless you, you know, help us out or do what we want you to do. So they kind of do a setup where with, uh, with one of the African-American students. And, you know, of course, like I said, one of the worst things that these people can think of is a, a, you know, there were actually a a historical case where a black man uh, either whistled or looked at a white girl walking down the street and the, the clan or something took him out and hung him, you know? So right. we're not even talking about sex. We're talking about just looking there, you know, looking at them or looking their way right. or showing any kind of affection or interest or even smiling, you know, to the point where, Oh, you smiled at my daughter, you know? So they kind of do a setup, which was really just so gross and sleazy how they did it and everything. And then there's almost like a siege, a siege, siege and um, siege, 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 I always say siege. <laughs> siege. In the X-Men, they had something called the Siege of Perilous. <laughs> I don't even remember what that was, but I just remember it. So anyway, um, uh, there's all a standoff. And um, like I said, before that, you have a scene where Leo Gordon's character um, is... Uh, Innoc- almost innocently starts talking to Shatner, but then some things come to light. And he kind of shows a, a, um, his characters kind of becomes more three dimensional. You think, okay, first he's playing around with his wife. He's a little bit drunk and they're having sex and, and, uh, he's loud. He's, he's a salesman. So he's, he's, you know, runs his you know even though he's a big brutish guy he's kind of a you know uh, uh, talks a lot and uh kind of a buffoon and um and you think because he's such a big brute of a guy that you know he's going to be like this but uh when it comes down to it he doesn't resort to the same things that some of these ugly thuggish kind of guys do or what you would expect or whatever mm-hmm. um and even the way that he talks about his wife and, you know, knowing what she confesses to Shatner and what ends up happening there, even after the fact, you know, this guy is, um, he loves his wife. He knows she has problems and he even, you know, again, he doesn't resort to violence and against Shatner or against anybody else. He goes another way. I love that scene. Yeah, and, but he also um he's not for what's going on and he's going and he tells Shatner he goes I I can see right through. And even in the, another thing about that scene was he even tells him as a as almost like a salesman to a salesman. He says, "You're a salesman just like me, but you're doing this, you're doing so, you're doing something wrong or something. You're doing yeah. this and I can see right through you and you're you know, and and he does. He sees through him. He undresses Shatner, not literally, because that would have been revenge. That would have been like <laughs> Sandor revenge. How um, hot and sweaty it was in that and, hotel. 
Oh, and you know he could have done that to Shatner in two seconds because he's a big dude. Oh my. <laughs> Shatner looked teeny next to him. Oh, yeah, really, man. That would have been awesome. <laughs> clenching butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> There's your clenchy butt cheek. Yeah, I bet Shatner had some smooth butt cheeks. Oh, man. Canadian, too. If like maple syrup poured all over him. Yeah, I had, a maple, <laughs> I had a maple scone today from this coffee shop. That thing was fucking the size of my face. It was great. Coffee with it? What? What'd you have to drink with it? A latte. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said, coffee. Oh, I didn't hear you. That's why I said it, or what? Damn you. I didn't even hear you at it's all. A fucking rhythm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, it was a latte. I had a, a skinny latte with an extra shot and a giant maple skin. Is it not real creamy? No foam on skin, top? Uh, skim milk. Oh, skim milk. Yeah. You need to forget about those skinny jeans and start drinking. Some no, it was, I'm not worried about getting fat. It's just that whole milk makes me feel all, like bloated and like farty all day. <laughs> You're the only person I ever knew that looked at me like I had raped a child when I drank a mug of whole milk. Ooh, I can't believe you drink whole milk. That was good. I don't. I, I mean, I never drink milk at all at home or anywhere else. I was just, you know, like, I'll get You just milk. ordered the biggest glass never, of milk on earth. I never drink milk hardly at all, ever, for anything. I don't even cook with it anymore. Yeah, I buy, I buy almond milk or uh, soy milk to cook with. Well, I mean, I don't even, you know, like I don't eat really eat cereal anymore. I mean, what am I going to do? Pour milk on my cabbage? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The only thing milk's good for is coming out, sucking out of Lou Ferrigno's titties. Uh, Uh, Come on with Lou Ferrigno's titties. You pointed it out to me. I did. I would have never known that. So, uh, you have like a, almost like a high (laughs) knee. Look what I found. Sorry, go ahead. You have almost like a high noon. Well, it's almost like a uh, Rio Bravo or El Dorado John Wayne thing, where there there's like a siege at the at the school, yeah, and um, and there's a standoff. And man, and another thing where they you know uh, talk about courage. That the, the yeah, I would have been in the, I would have been hiding in the bathroom stall. <laughs> now I thought one thing I thought was, but I guess it had to go this way. But I thought you know when they took him out, I thought they were going to do something a lot worse to him on that swing set. Uh, like throw a rope over it and hang him, you know, or something. It was weird. Uh, that was a weird uh But I think moment. because, okay, if it would have been like just the clan and nobody would have been around, that's what they would have done. I think it was but, just to humiliate him. Yeah, they humiliated him. And then, and it was just, there was a lot of people, just towny people there. Yeah. And, and they were out in the open. So you never knew. There was kids there. And- if you did that. Then you, there could be people that said, you know, I saw so and so do this when there was a court or you know somebody get arrested or whatever. Right. Um, but you had, I I like the way this and, and um, now this was shot in black and white. Now of course they had color in 1962. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course Corman and his brother. Put up. Uh, th- they tried to get this movie made by I think United Artists, and uh, there was another um, uh, studio, and they wouldn't do it because it's too controversial and everything. So they ended up uh, going around. Like Corman would go around and get people to invest money, and so they invested a certain amount of money. And then this is the uh, they said this is the only time Roger Corman. And his brother ever did this. They put up like a, uh, a certain amount of money themselves. It was like only like six thousand dollars or something. But his thing was, you never put up any of your own money. Um, and um, 
so maybe the black maybe the black and white was done for to to cut cost, but yeah. I also think it looked really good. Yeah, uh, the way it was shot. Now, when you look at this movie as compared to Striker, um, <laughs> okay, this this one. Now, honestly, when when you look at Striker, you could look at it as uh, uh, if you look deeper into it which you shouldn't uh but like you know like i said like the the um the, the world being the way it was you could you know say like a, almost like a global warming thing that the the lack of water or water that you can drink which you know look at what happens in flint michigan or the cold slurry stuff down where you are with duke uh, energy and yep. them dumping the coal or, or even up here with the you know the the water being fouled and everything uh and people fighting. They, they said in um, um, the movie, um, what was the one with Christian Bale and Brad Pitt and all them that was just uh, the Oscars? Big Short. Big Short. Uh, the guy that Christian Bale played uh, at the end, uh, it, it, when it has the little thing that tells what happens to everybody, it says, um, you know, he only in, he, he researches everything to a T and, and he goes by the numbers and, and, uh, he's a mathematical genius and all this and that, and looks at trends and everything. And the one thing that he, the only, the one and only thing he's investing in now is water. So that t- might, you know, say Oof. something about what the future, and they've always said that, you know, that, that there's, there are going to be in the future, there will be wars over water. So we're going back to striker. But what I was going to say was, uh, about comparing striker to this movie is, um, Comparing two directors that um, I want to say, uh, I don't want to say incompetence or competence, but what I want to say is uh, uh, someone who is um, better at their craft than, than another person. Because when you look at Stryker, as far as the editing goes, mm-hmm. uh, is bad. I mean, it was just yeah. slash cut, and it was it was really bad. Whereas in this movie, it looks good. Even and even though they had li- actors who were limited, uh, you had okay. The newspaper guy was a good actor. Shatner was a pretty good actor. Um, Leo Gordon was good. And then for the most part, everybody. Well, and then the guy that was the the kind of the political guy. Um, they those four were pretty good actors. Everybody else was pretty either didn't have that much of a part or like Ella and then also the wife of Leo Gordon. Yeah. I didn't think she was very good either. Um, so you kind of had similar things, low budget, um, and all that, but Corman, the way he shot the movie, the performances he got out of the actors, the way it was edited, the music and everything, it kind of, it just shows you you have somebody who's more of uh, more talented yeah. than the the guy who did Striker, which I can't even remember his name. I'll t- and that's no disrespect. Sirio Santiago, Fuck and he had tw- he had twenty more years to uh, hone right. his uh, or to uh, study some uh, film technique behind him. Uh, by the eighties, he already had the whole uh, awesome seventies behind him. Now somebody said that, um, or I read that. Um, let me see if I have that here. This is another thing. I'm going back to Stryker real quick. Um, that they actually remade Stryker in 2014, and it's, it was called Water Wars. So I need to look that up. I Water just Wars. I'll look Water. It up. Let's see who's in that. But um, I think this movie is done really well. I can see at the time why 
Uh, they had a hard time selling it. And just from my own personal experience with my grandparents and, and like that generation and my parents and their generation that lived through this time, and I consider them to be good people uh, for the most part, some of them. Yeah. Uh, but having that, I mean, throwing throwing around the N word and not in any, you know, and not in a nice, how would you say it in, in a nice way, but I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the way they felt about integration, the way they f- felt and still feel about uh, interracial relationships and things like that, um, it's really a an ugly uh, almost like an ugly disease or whatever that uh, had, they've been taught. And I, I uh, went to a funeral this past week and uh, my 82 year old uh, uncle who lives in North Carolina came to the funeral. It was his brother, my mom's brother too. And um, we were talking and everything and um, nicest guy in the world, funny as hell. I mean, just, I, I'm glad I got to see him and, you know, cause I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, but there was a situation where something was brought up about, uh, like interracial relationships and just, it was almost like Pavlov's dog. As soon as you hear that, you react this way. Yeah. And, and the, and the way he reacted was like, and I was like, Oh Jesus. But, but that's how he was programmed from pretty much from the time he was, had cognitive reasoning, you know, when he was a little kid. Waterworld was directed by Sirio Santiago and Jim Wynorski. Oh, there you go. Jim Wynorski. So it probably had big boobs in it. And Michael Madsen's in it. Yeah. Well, I have to watch that. (laughs) Um, Does he play Stryker or does they have a name? There's not anybody named Stryker. There's a, there's a, I guess I'm, I'm, I've had to guess it's probably Jasper or Finn would be the, he plays somebody named Bane. So he sounds like the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, Michael Madsen. He's he's. Uh, there's times where I feel that he's a bit limited. <laughs> oh, here's a here's a Roger Corman one called Cobra Gator, <laughs> directed by Jim Wynorski. Cobra Gator. <laughs> nice. A gigantic mutated reptile that. attacks the population of an unprepared city. He talks about on the uh, that's that's one uh, an episode of the Gilbert Godfrey podcast that's really good that you should listen to because uh, he talks about when he started the uh, hybrid animal you know splicing the animal together yeah. movie titles like Shark Sharknado or whatever. Um, anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. That was nah, that's all right. Um, but he um, we're all about having fun here. Uh, <laughs> Are we though? He uh, they they actually had when you asked me about the. Uh, I posted a, a picture of a, a movie called I Hate Your Guts. Uh, that is this movie because they couldn't sell it to these uh, theaters like down south or a lot of them in the north too. They couldn't sell them. So because as a straight up uh, uh, exploration of integration and uh, bigotry and stuff they, like they that. Pitched the it, they pitched it as an exploitation movie they pitched it as an exploitation movie i hate your guts and and uh it says is uh is there more prejudice in the north or the south you know and that's another way like i said when they were trying when they were pitching it to the people down there when they were or you know when they were making the movie you know we want to we want to ask the question is there more prejudice here or or in the south or in the north and we want to show you guys that you're not that bad and then when it got down to the final scenes and stuff like that, they said they basically had to like almost kind of like run out of town. Wow. You know, um, 
but uh, they, they, uh, I remember Corbin saying something about that they got in their cars. They, they, before they left to shoot the final shots of the movie, they, when they, uh, when they, uh, went out of their hotel, they told him, they said, pack all your bags and put everything in the car. <laughs> and they did, and they didn't check out of the hotel. They just said, well, we're going to the, to, to wherever we're shooting the movie. And they took their suitcases and everything with them and they didn't check out the hotel. So the people thought they would be going back to the hotel. And instead, as soon as they got done, they fucking floored it and took off. And, uh, they were like, okay, we just need to get to St. Louis, you know, (laughs) as as long as we can get St. Louis, then we'll be safe. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, back then, man, there's people down there that didn't fucking play. And, um, it's not even all down that there either. It's like, it's, I mean, this is, Hey man, Midwest. I know exactly, but you know, but, uh, um, I had never seen this movie. I think I had heard about it at one time, maybe Shatner talking about it, uh-huh. uh, on something, but I had never watched it. I'm glad that you, cause I, when you said intruders, I was like, I don't even know what this is. But then when I, when I uh, just started looking at the synopsis and, and I saw Shatner was, and I was like, okay, I remember hearing about yeah, this, yeah. but I'm glad I watched it, man. Yeah. It's fucking it's a it's a i think it's an important movie too i'll tell you i had i don't have a lot to add as far as uh plot or whatever you covered it well the but i can't recall in recent time except for maybe when i watched room recently Mm -hmm. but in recent times having a like emotional like not being sad because I'm a I'm a fucking mark for a sad movie, but yeah. it's uh, having an emotional response to a movie. Mm-hmm. I can't recall it being like me feeling actually a physical change in me because of my emotions related to a movie for quite a while, right. and this one definitely brought that on a few times. Um, Shatner was fucking disgusting, and yeah. really like I you just want the entire movie to see somebody just fucking just punch him in his stupid mouth. And well, and, and I feel the same way. And I, you know, Hey, I wear my, I wear, everybody knows that listens to our podcast or that knows me. I wear how I feel politically and how I feel about that kind of stuff on my sleeve. And you see Shatner and he's going around and he's a manipulator. He's like a weasel. Yeah. But, Deep down, he is a weak, pathetic, yeah, uh, little man inside, and I feel the same way about this fucking uh, douchebag that's running around with the fucking uh, uh, blonde comb over, big blow, orangutan or, face, yeah, douchebag, fucking piece of shit. No, the the so anyway, whatever. The, and I'm, of course, I'm talking about Randy Macho Man Savage. <laughs> oh yeah, um, <laughs> the. But like when uh, the moments like five more people. Oh, I totally missed a Sputnik Monroe uh, comment that I made because I thought the journalist kind of had a Sputnik Monroe look with that white that swoosh in the front of his hair. Fuck, I'm telling you what, man, Sputnik. From what I've read about Sputnik Monroe. Oh, and- totally. Like the in, uh, an integrator, and not in fucking yeah. Midwest. This is in fucking Tennessee. Yeah. Where I would still be nervous to be an integrator. <laughs> um, sorry, anybody that listens in Tennessee. But just like there's several moments in this where I just felt like like literally like blood boil type. And I was just like, motherfucker, like this, like the disgusting rednecks just terrorizing that family in the car. And 
um, the uh, well, I mentioned the the um, God damn it, early or why am I blanking out? Anyway, I'll skip that and back to you know talking about me being a coward. Um, what was the one the young guy's name that was in high school? Do you remember his character's name? <laughs> I'm just still laughing at you saying talking about me being a coward. No, yeah, I, I was I well, back to me being a coward when um uh whatever his name is was it Leo Gordon? Is that uh, Leo Gordon was the big uh, salesman guy. That Who was, was the guy? The show. high school guy that was the kind of the center of the story. What's his name in the movie? Oh my gosh, I don't remember. Anyway, when he kind of faces the was that Joey? Joey Green? Maybe. When he kind of faces everything, mm-hmm. um, that fucking like, you know, I felt that, and then that that the guy that plays that gr- the granddad, the shit that he says, yeah, what an asshole. But you know what? It was perfect because I have had that experience a million times, yeah. and the and a person can even sit there and say, "Hey, would you shut? The, I don't want to hear that shit." And they can't let it go, even if it's somebody that they love, like if it was their son or their grandson or somebody that they love that they would do anything for. If that person told them, "Hey, that's I don't want to hear that shit. That that is stupid, yeah. and I don't want to hear it." They cannot let it go. They will still. They have to hang on to their hatred, their bigotry, because as Chris Christopherson said, everybody's got to have somebody to look. <laughs> and, and I like I like when Granddad just shits on. Uh, uh, just shits all over Sputnik Monroe journalist guy. And, <laughs> and then when Sputnik Monroe gets pissed and walks off, the old man's like, what did I do? What, what's, he yeah, say? What's, yeah. what's wrong with him? It's like, what? And then the Don Fargo guy shows up. <laughs> <laughs> with a toothbrush in his asshole. There was one guy that was with the, uh, with the crowd, and he was always in the diner and stuff, and he wore like round glasses and was sweaty. And, uh, yeah, he looked like uh, Warren Beatty. And, uh, yeah, he was pretty gross. Yeah. Anyway, what would you rate this? Uh, ten. No, yeah, nice. No, 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 no. no. Let me okay. think. That girl was pretty horrible. What did you give a rating, or did you say let me think? Yeah, so I, I, let me let me walk back that back. I will give it a. I'm, oh, I'm typing what I'm thinking you're gonna say. Nine point. Nope, I'm low. Dude, man, nine point. Two five. Two five. She was pretty horrible actress. Yeah. I'm I thought I really liked it. I thought I, yeah. I would buy this. I, if it was like on a on blue or something like that, I, I think it's really good. I go eight and points. I, I would go ahead. This is another one when I was watching it. I wanted to like my friends were sitting around, I wanted to say, Hey, what you, you you ought to watch this. This is really good. Yeah. You know, I want to tell people about it. Eight point seven five is what I'll go. Um mainly I wish they caused the turmoil between the salesman and Shatner a slightly a different way because that was kind of a, it felt like tacked on a little bit give him a pile driver yeah that would have been better um okay let me ask you one question okay okay Shatner gets a lot of shit because he's William Shatner he, he wasn't at all in this he, he didn't he did, did he was not Captain Kirk in this well how I mean do, uh, his acting what do you think about his acting I think he's fine and I'll tell you I know he got kind of praised for his acting in that law TV show that oh, yeah, he, I don't yeah. remember. I never saw it, so I don't know. So 
he was. Um, I've no, never had a problem with it unless he's doing. I mean, Captain Kirk is the, that right. thing is just silly. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. but the thing about him, and then I've actor. also heard like like with Greg Peck, Gregory Peck, looks <laughs> like this, and I love Gregory Peck. But the, some of the guys that that uh, their their main thing before they ever went to Hollywood was Shakespearean a Shakespearean actor mm-hmm. or stage actor. Shatner was like a Shakespearean actor. He was he and he, and he worked on the stage a lot. So they were taught to project and to yeah. talk like this, sabotage. <laughs> you know, but I, he was really good in this. I, I just yeah. hope he didn't kill his wife. Oh, no, I don't. Think all right, eight point seven five and a nine point two five. High recommend. Um, had a couple good ones this week. Um, I think we have some questions to answer along with feed sack, right? Why? So why we will uh, answer those. I'm gonna take. We'll take a break real quick because I have to pee pee. Yeah, and uh, we'll be right back and wrap things up. Dig it. Movies need only three things: badasses. You tell me who you want done, and I'll do the hell out of it. A chick with drive who don't take no jive. Boobs. Do you know? that the female breast, known to be the source of life since Eve, can be deadly weapons. And body counts. Body count, the mathematics of murder. The BBNBC podcast discusses lesser-known action, exploitation, and horror cult cinema. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, and SoundCloud by searching for BBNBC Podcast. You can also listen to each episode directly on the show's website at badassesboobsandbodycounts.com. Got the goddamn message? Let's go to work. My Christmas tree is in the box, but the box has still not been put away. It's sitting right here beside My Christmas tree went to Goodwill probably about five years ago. <laughs> my my Christmas tree is silver and only about three feet tall. So, um, All right. We got a little tiny bit of feed sack and some uh, questions posed on uh, the group. Um, I'll go ahead and read the feed sack first. This is from... Uh, Matt from Omaha. Mm-hmm. Matt says, Zom und Loaf. So happy to listen to a new episode. Uh, I agree with Rolf's feedback. Silver and Gold is a very comforting show, and it's missed during those downtimes. Uh, glad there's an archive to revisit when that happens. We got a big archive. We're, we're building up. We're, you Damn know, right. we're approaching 200. Um, I enjoyed the reviews for Stoner and Ghost World. That feels like forever ago, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, the latter is a personal favorite. Ghost World somehow manages to be both comforting and cringeworthy, often at the same time. Uh, I'm sure most fans of something or collectors can identify with the film in some manner. I always thought it was interesting that both Bushimi and Birch's characters were collectors. Uh, Birch, with her youth, seemed to find the excitement and fun in collecting. Bushimi, on the other hand, seemed to feel weighed down and trapped by it. Praise Jesus. 
Uh, anyway, lo- love the show, love the reviews, and love hearing the adventures of Loaf of Zom and Loaf. Keep them coming, dudes. Matt from Omaha. Thank Don't you, sir. Cool. Uh, so we have some questions too, right? Yes. You want to read them, or do should I? I, I have to find. I, them. I can read. <laughs> okay. I can read. I mean, it's up to you, but I. I'd have to find them. I don't even know where the hell sometimes. they are. <laughs> well, I can do them. Okay. I just I had them up, and then if I wasn't, I was surfing, looking at uh, stuff about Shemp Howard, and then Cur- uh, Joe Besser, and then uh, Ted Healy from the Three Stooges. Ooh, they're showing Five Fingers of Death on uh, El Ray tonight. We just reviewed that. I know, bro. Why didn't they ask us to? Uh, to give the to, intro, yeah, you know that we they could have, they could have like our, our show is a is a nice companion piece to that. I think okay. So. This comes from Isaac, and this question is: Have you ever sat on a wrestler's lap? And if not, which one would you choose given the chance? Okay, no, I haven't. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't know, man. See, that's tough because most wrestlers, like, they'll be friendly and you don't want to sit on those guys' laps. Or they'll be kind of like, I don't want to fuck with that guy because he might, like, twist my fucking arm off. Like Ricky Morton did. Ricky Morton, who I'm taller than, uh, almost broke my wrist (laughs) just playing around. Um, I don't know. Probably somebody big, like Vader. (laughs) He He looks like he'd be fun to sit on. Nice. I would pick Tori Wilson. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's just she wrestled. Fine, I'll choose Bull Nakano. Uh, <laughs> you still, you're so funny. Uh, the size of Vader, but a chick. <laughs> what was that? Uh, awesome Kong. Awesome Kong. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. We Man. saw her. She's a yeah, big. Yeah, she was. She's a, a, she was fun too. to watch too. Uh, the next question is from Dusty. Dusty says. <laughs> what was the last movie you ditched, on, ditched out on, baby, and uh, didn't finish watching? Uh, he said that the one that he did with a little flick called Amadeus. He couldn't finish Amadeus, the Amadeus, Amadeus. baby. Um, it's actually pretty recently. I was when I watched um, the Aviator. I uh, I grabbed. Um, uh, Scarface, the original to watch. Um, I couldn't finish it. I mean, maybe I'll go back to it, but I watched like 30 minutes and it just wasn't capturing me at all. I completely put it down and it didn't really, haven't gone back. It's been like two weeks ago. Jeez, a whiz. <sighs> Started watching and did not even go back to. I mean, my standard answer to that one was, is um, Dodgeball. Uh, and and I actually walked out of a theater uh, when I went to see that, and as I walked up the aisle to show my dis, uh, you know, was it disapproval? Right. I farted. <laughs> you crop dusted somebody? No, I mean I loudly farted as I walked out and <laughs> la- was laughing because I farted because I was wa- it, it was right in the middle of the movie. I mean, you know, and and I was like. I, I think I actually went – I kept scoffing, and I actually just went, just fucking great. And I got up, and I was like I, – I think I, I said – I didn't say it like really loud, but I said, fuck this shit. 
or fuck this stupid shit. And as I walked up the aisle and I was probably more than halfway down, I, I cut a great big fart that I, I, I walked out of, um, what was that most recent M night Shyamalan movie? Oh my gosh. Uh, was it M night Shyamalan even? Uh, let me see. Tales from the Crypt, Split. Uh, no, that's yeah. producer. Let me see. Director. Think of what once he's done. Yeah, The Visit. Uh, I left The Visit early. Uh, not because it was making me really motion sick to watch. Um, but, I mean, I, and oh, I'm not. Oh, because of motion sickness. Yeah, because it's all uh, hand cam. Um, but I didn't leave it because it was a bad movie. I just It you know. takes a lot for me if I've paid to get up. And, and I'm usually pretty good at choosing if i go to the theater it's going to be something that either you know people have told me this is really good or something that i you know it, it has gotten a lot of critical acclaim or something that except for the smoky theater because that one has super cheap tickets it was super cheap <laughs> okay. I'll tell you, yeah, and I'm I I'm kind of a glutton for if I'm at home I'll stop a movie on occasion. If in the theater, it's hard for me to leave. I almost left that Japanese movie the other day just because I was so sleepy. Yeah. Uh, but if I can make it through goddamn vacation, I can make it through about <laughs> anything. That turd was awful. Anyway, <laughs> so, next question. Was that, the new, that was the new one where the new one is oh god, it was a, it was bad. Okay, next question also is from Isaac. 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 And uh, your favorite or least your favorite and least favorite exploitation genre and why? Favorite and least favorite? Yes. What's your favorite Ooh. exploitation genre and what is your least favorite exploitation genre? Do you have your answers? Well, okay. My Pro, I like black exploitation movies. Yeah. I, I love like some of the some of the better ones with Jim Brown, Fred Hammer Williamson. I even like you know the Dolomite and stuff like that. I think they're pretty fucking entertaining. Um, least favorite would be um, um, hardcore face fucking <laughs> because I mean <laughs> that literally is exploitation and it's such a turn off. And sometimes like the you know the the, the the excessive drool and sometimes even vomiting, but that's just a joke. What about theatrically theatrically released? Not saying. Uh, let's see. Um, least favorite, or even not not even theatrical. Because a lot some genres are released straight to video only now. So I think, uh, honestly, God, I've been disappointed more. I'm trying to think what ones I've been disappointed more with that were. You know, a genre movie, because you know you have well, good and, and specifically they're... exploitation genre. So, like, you could say like horror, but it's got to be like. Um, I I don't like uh, the real um, uber violent, like rapey. Oh, like the the torture porn stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even like you know, the, was it like um, I spit on your grave and that shit? I hate that shit. Um, for me, uh, favorite is. Man, that's a t uh, favorite's a tough one because it's I have to be in the mood for it. Um, sometimes I'd say maybe like spaghetti western, or maybe like sometimes it would be giallo. Kung Fu's up there, but I don't know if that's an exploitation unless you get into you like. You gotta pick one, brother. Yeah, but it, honestly, for me, that's depending on my mood. 
Um, I'd say my least favorite is fucking what those new things where it's like um, the the Wayans brothers do them where they're like making fun of shit that kind yeah. of where Ugh. they're like exploiting like an, some kind of like popular idea and just like but trying I'll be to make honest it with funny. You, I would still rather watch that than I spit on your grave or <laughs> that, that, shit. that or the ones that are funny in name but they end up being bad like. Um, like when Battleship came out, and then there was that other one that was like, uh, or or a better a better example, Pacific Rim and Atlantic Rim, yeah. like the 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 rip off of the genre film always they they're never very good. So those are probably Dang. probably my least favorite. Okay, last question is from Matt. If you could ask any actor or any director, living or dead, one question about something they worked on, what would you ask? Something they worked on. Uh, you know what? He's always said he always said that he wanted to leave it up to interpretation. I just I would love to hear what Kubrick thought about the end of two thousand one. Okay. He's always left it open. He wanted everybody to interpret, but I I want to hear what he want. I, I've always wanted to hear what he thought of it. I would like to ask. Okay, and this is you have to ask them a question about uh, something a wor- they worked on. That's hmm. <laughs> fine. I don't know. I just to say just. Uh, uh. I would. I. I was going to say, I would like to ask Orson Welles about working on Touch of Evil. <laughs> because they're so first of all i know he is a long-winded blowhard of a bastard right. so i would get some conversation out of him plus i would get to talk to orson wells um and i would probably get a good meal out of it yeah yeah uh and like i said i think that i i would like to ask him because i would he would he would actually give me good conversation where as say like if you said uh you know uh hey charles bronson uh, hey charlie uh you know when you were working on uh, mr majestic uh how did you feel about um you know the the uh, uh the, the 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 about the the talking about the Im- the the stance they were taking about the immigrant farmer and <laughs> paul Coslow's character and uh uh al latieri and everything and be like yeah, it was pretty good <laughs> And you'd be like, well, fuck, I just wasted my question. Charlie Bronson just sounded a little like Boyka just then. Yeah. And, and I, was, I would like to, you know, uh, just because uh, I was listening to somebody talk about uh, Victor Mature, I'd like to ask Victor Mature about working on My Darling Clementine because uh, I think it was Robert Wool. I've been listening to the, the Gilbert Godfrey podcast like a bazillion times because the whole show is pretty much just one after the other, him talking to somebody about, they'll be talking about, you know, uh, uh, old TV shows, different ones, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the, the person they're talking to will tell a story about like, uh, you know, the, the one guy told about uh, working with Victor Mature and said, you know, he was so funny, you know, you wouldn't expect it, but he was hilarious and he liked to tell jokes and, uh, and they were talking about Steve McQueen and, or not Steve McQueen, but Paul Newman, which, Steve McQueen would probably get pissed off that I said Steve McQueen and then changed it to Paul Newman because they had like a rivalry, even though they were friends. 
but he was saying how Paul Newman, he was a big lib and everything, but he said he told horrible jokes. He, <laughs> he loved to tell jokes, but he told horrible jokes. And um, so there's some good stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I really like watching those old fucking Orson Welles movies yeah. when he was in his prime, even the ones that weren't great, just because he did like so like the Dutch angles and and um, even just the odd choices like Charlton Heston is a Mexican, you know, and shit like that. I, I think it would just be interesting. Plus, he banged a lot of chicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck the shit out of him. Awesome. Is that all the questions? That's all the questions. That's all well, the let questions. Me, here's a question. Uh, Tim Burton finally confirms Beetlejuice 2. Yeah. If you could cast anybody other than Michael Keaton to play Beetlejuice, Ooh. who would you choose? Who First, could... if somebody's going to say Johnny Depp. No, Depp's too. Depp's not like gruff enough. Well, I don't know. After he did the fucking uh, Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't uh, really comedic, though. Yeah. Oh God, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Can you imagine living with that son of a bitch? So would we want we we would we want to stay true to Beetlejuice, or take a to, have a totally different take on the character if you recast him? Well, that's up to you. You are the casting oh, uh, person for this movie. Show me what you got. Uh, Mark Singer. <laughs> Mark Singer. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even bring up that name ever again. <laughs> now we have to because we have to mock him. Um, oh, by the way, there is a new movie, a new Jesus is not, or uh, God is not dead. Two is coming out. Oh, I saw Jesus the trailer Christ. on um, literally Apple Movie trailers yesterday. Um. But, who would you choose while I think more? Oh, my God. Go for it. Pussy. Um, <laughs> who would I choose? Beetlejuice. God damn, that is hard. You know, okay. You know Honest to God, no shit. I've never seen Beetlejuice. Really? No, I've never seen that. Why don't we do that next week along with the other... <laughs> Okay, we could. That movie's pretty, pretty, pretty funny. How about it would have to be a younger guy, wouldn't it? A no, younger. Beetlejuice is a zombie, so yeah, that's true. How about <laughs> how about Russell Crowe is <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe? Now you're just being silly. How about Tilda Swinton is Beetlejuice? It really mix it up. <sighs> no. Mm. <laughs> what? Uh, Smith, Nicholas Cage, <laughs> Nicholas Cage would be <laughs> fucking great. Or uh, Crispin Glover would be another weird. No, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage. He's, okay, he's so fucking weird. <laughs> um, so he's you want you want to do that on the show? We'll have a double B show next week. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's it for the show this week. Um. So next week we've already made our decisions. Um, we're going to go we're, next week on the show. We're going to review, uh, Beetlejuice and beast <laughs> beast master. <laughs> yeah. So Looking this is like my childhood revisited right here. That's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. 
you can always send us feed sack to or questions to 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Our show is on iTunes and maybe Stitcher Radio and our website at silvaandgold.com. And do you think we should put a disclaimer uh, at the uh, header of this show that says, if you are a loyal listener, but your political leanings are <laughs> a certain way, you may want to skip this one? No, because I don't care. <laughs> it's every episode. They might should skip it. That That's exactly right. <laughs> we pretty much shit on the shit on anything that's not us every episode. Yeah. Well, you have to be true to yourself. And yeah. I think that the people don't would rather have they want to us to be ourselves. Even if they don't disagree, they can laugh and mock us behind our backs or send us feedback and tell us why we're fucking retards. Yeah, and then we'll probably that's never read it thing. and then not record for a month. <laughs> Dig it. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> I think that's it for this week. I'm going to go put the show out and uh, watch some wrestling and go to sleep. I'm um, going to take this picture of Harrison Ford and post it somewhere on Facebook. Yeah! yeah. Well, until that's next time. I roll, probably on the GGTMC. Dig it. Uh, until next time, this is a loaf. Oot! Zamas Bias. Bias.